Thank you so and much. And then my turtleneck sweater, you're in your Santa hat. Anthony's yep. just looking like he went to the gym or something. Looking like a hostage video. Over what? There. This is like a... Yeah, Anthony, do you have any <laughs> a... art? Do you yeah. have any art in your apartment? <laughs> yeah. Literally, I think it, I, I was joking with people in my office today. I was like, uh, I think like people think a serial killer lives here because it's yeah. just so bland. If I had plants, they'd die. So, you know. You can get like a fake plant interested no i'd rather have no plans also anna i feel like i was having flashbacks today from an episode last year in which you commented on how my tree has no ornaments yeah it's literally psychopathic and it, and it still has no ornaments it's and so you are not the first person somebody actually i was texting with this me, week it's like why would you get why would you go through the effort of getting a tree only to not put ornaments on it well because i put great lights on it but that it just looks like and, a tree outside then. Well. It's not an inside I got tree. I got it from outside. But you brought it inside for the sole purpose of Christmas. For the sole for purpose which, of having it not live. But you put, are supposed to put ornaments on it. Did you, no. wait, I have a question. Like growing up, did your tree have ornaments on it? Or mm -hmm. have you just been deprived of this joy your entire life? We have, we have two Christmas trees, both fully decorated with ornaments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those families. No, my mom's obsessed with ornaments. Okay, so then what? Yeah. what the, I think I may be overcompensating. The apple fell too far from the tree. No. Yeah. Too far uh, from the right. ornamentless tree. This is why I look at my phone. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, here we go. You are going to vote tomorrow in the election. The millennial generation is the America's youngest Congress generation since 1965. The political revolution of the millennials. Welcome to Political Playlist. All right, are we ready, guys? Happy hour. Happy hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Political Playlist Happy Hour, where we pour ourselves a cocktail and talk about all the things going on in the young Congress under the age of 45. I'm Michael Kristoff. I'm Anna Muskie Goldwyn. And I'm Anthony Barquette. And you are in luck today. I have made myself a fantastic Manhattan. So oh. I'm feeling good. Guys, what are you drinking? I'm drinking an Onda. Have you guys mm. had these? Uh, it's called Onda. And Anthony, they're why are you rolling your eyes? Like, let me <laughs> have enthusiasm. I don't even understand, like, what about that was eye roll worthy. It's just always something so weird and different. Yeah. Have you never well, had one like, of these? They're really this. good. I got I this at the farmer's market. And you get this at the farmer's market. I was Although I do think some, organic. like, model owns it or something. Yeah. Of course, this, yeah. You're, supported, this, you're supporting Kendall Jenner. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, what are you I drinking, am Anthony? I'm consistent, and I am Back, martini. everyone. I have a martini. Back. I am excited yeah. to be here coming off of a nice salmonella poisoning a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. Lost about 10 pounds. I am feeling great. Okay. Okay. Love it. That is neat. Well, um, you know who's also feeling great? Oh, great segue. Is that a good segue? That? Oh, fantastic segue. Uh, Brittany Griner. right for a living. Today is Thursday the 8th. Uh, Brittany Griner was released from the Russian camp today in a prisoner exchange and she was exchanged for a man named victor bout whose nickname is the merchant of death very intense yes. um the controversy Seems like a swell guy yeah i mean this i don't know he served 15 years of his 25 year sentence so it's kind of like well it's not like he was gonna 
rot in prison for the rest of his life anyway. So at least we got her back. But I mean, he had a good 10 to go. A lot can happen in that time frame. Was that I controversial mean, of me to say? Yeah. Um. No, but the real controversial thing I feel like that a lot of Republicans are harping on is that uh, Brittany Griner was exchanged, but the Biden administration could not um, also get Paul Whelan, who is the mm. other American who is being held in Russia. And their reasoning was that he's being held under an espionage charge, which was different from Brittany Griner's marijuana possession charge, and Russia refused to negotiate. Um, but needless to say, even though this is, of course, a win for the grind, Brittany Griner and her family, um, the sort of politicization of it is that Republicans are saying, why not Paul? Oh, wow. Interesting. Paul? Yeah. Interesting. So are they or is anybody celebrating her? release? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're all okay. celebrating her. I think everyone yeah. is celebrating her release, but Republicans are giving a little caveat. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I actually went to go see what uh, Paul's family was saying. Yeah. And I got to say, like, they super respectful in terms yeah. of, yeah. Like, you know, they're not uh, ripping on anything that happened. They're like, we actually don't want to take any, you know, light away from Brittany being able to come home and spend time with yeah. her family for the holidays. They're like, we knew it was a very uh, difficult chance for Paul to even like come home with Brittany, you know, seemed like it was mm -hmm. going to be a one for one uh, swap. Um, so I was actually kind of impressed, mm -hmm. I would say, to like hear Yo. that commentary. Yeah, well, Yo. they're taking the high road, you know. They, all, I, sure. I think also is like her, his mom or something said something I thought was interesting, which was, this is a win <laughs> for, like, wrongfully detained persons everywhere. Mm -hmm. that they were able to get this done um but i mean look i think it's it's obviously good no i think it's i mean very exciting once again yeah perfect time home for the holidays i can't imagine what she's gone through mm. yeah i will i will say it makes me a bit worried for the future and like every american should be worried to be traveling to russia i mean just if i was to russia right like, if i was putin like this is a total win I'm able yeah. to like that they're just gonna start arresting people. Yeah, for right. plant something, you know, what mm -hmm. like you, I mean what she had was really and nothing. Keep and, in mind, people in Russia love her because she plays basketball. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Anthony with the went Russian there. People. I mean, Anthony, I don't Anthony, I don't think they like you just to, on the onset. So you have I, literally I no skills to offer. Right. Yeah, so. I'd make friends. I'm very good They're at like, talking They're like, she plays there. basketball. You drink martinis. <laughs> Actually, they might like you more because of that. Yeah, they wouldn't like you. They wouldn't like you. Yeah. Are you kidding? Okay. I'm Russian. <laughs> I look yeah, like Mushki all of Yeah, Mushki Goldfish. Mushki. Yeah. That literally Mushki. was, it was Mushki was, the, was my name yeah. before. Um, I love it. All right. Well, all right. congrats to I got Brittany. a Russia. I got a Russia thing, kind oh. of. Russia adjacent. Uh, that why don't I kick us I off thought, a tweet? I thought you were gonna say I got a rush. I was like, oh, Michael, I got a, don't guys, say I that out loud, <laughs> guys. I got a rush. Um, no, uh, I have a tweet to read to you that I'm gonna bet neither of you guess. Uh here okay. we go. Go ahead. NATO members should be enthusiastic about two Western nations wanting to join the alliance. Hopefully the objections that the Erdogan regime continues to bring up and the obstacles they continue to put in the way 
can be dispatched soon. Whoa. So deep. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's about Turkey. Yes. It's about And just for some context, NATO. this is about Sweden and Finland who have uh, petitioned to join, join NATO. NATO. Yeah. Um, wow. Can we have a hint of what party? Democrat. Mm-hmm. It's a Democrat. It's a Democrat. Yeah, that's okay. just a Democratic yeah. nations. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. That just means uh, they're a democracy. It's me. Um, wow. Uh, foreign policy. Um, no. Maybe it's... <clears throat> wow. Do you want I'm, a region? Yeah, a I'm region? like so stumped. All right. So, right? East coast, northeast. Northeast. Um, well, I Democrat. would say... I would say northeast. North, like emphasis on the north, like Jersey and above. Jersey, the northeast, the northeast. Yeah, Chris yeah. Pappas. Wow! Wow! Oh wow! Man, I did not think you were going to get that, but it was indeed Mr. Pappas, mm, uh, representative uh, from New Hampshire. Um, so. I guess like a little background on this for folks who, um, you know, are maybe not following this as as closely. Obviously, the war in Ukraine, which um, we haven't talked about in in a little bit, it's obviously still going on. And I think one of the most notable things about it is just how effective and how much uh, Ukraine has gone on the offensive. And so, you know, back when this began, Biden has really been pushing NATO to let in Sweden and Finland. NATO works on a unanimous voting system. So NATO has to unanimously approve things. Otherwise, they don't do it. So 28 of the 30 NATO countries in the alliance have voted yes to admit Sweden and Finland. The two remaining are Hungary, who says they plan to vote accordingly in the next year. And that leaves Turkey. Turkey. So Turkey's run by a guy, President Erdogan, who you know, for all intents and purposes, is basically a dictator over there. The U.S. has had a very thorny relationship with him over the years. And he now is threatening to, to vote no unless he gets all of these concessions. So, so he doesn't really have a reason. It's more just he wants the power of he negotiation. Wants, yeah, he wants the power. And basically, he is, you know, facing a lot of unrest at home. Um, he's he's not popular and inflation is is through the roof like it is in so many places. Mm-hmm. Right. So as all of the effects of the the war and on oil production, et cetera, start to now hit Europe in the coming colder months, he's really trying to get a lot of um, basically a lot of leverage over the U.S. and NATO to make himself look better Um And he's specifically going after Sweden and Finland over this group of um, Kurdish nationals from Turkey who they're called the PKK. And basically they're designated as a terrorist group. And he's accusing Sweden and Finland of being like a nesting ground for these these people, Um, which Sweden and Finland, to their credit, have said, what do you want us to do? Like, we'll do whatever. Like they're Mm -hmm. playing ball. So really, this this comes down to is Turkey and Erdogan going to, you know, vote yes to admit them. And why is this important? Well, 
because obviously Finland borders Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the idea that NATO will grow by two with neighboring countries here is obviously a win for Ukraine. Yeah. If Erdogan were to vote no on admitting them, this would be a massive win for Putin. So that's sort of the way to look at what this is on the sort of geopolitical stage. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to say you guys make so much fun of me when I talk for a long time. So I'm just going to point like two out minutes. that that's and it was very informative. And it's it was always a, I'm was... informative as well. Oh, I'm well. engaged. I'm okay, engaged. can I ask a question though? Yeah. So is anyone saying why there's a downside to Sweden and Finland joining? Well, this is sort of the 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 political hot potato, if you will, in our Congress, right? So uh, leading up to the midterms, there was a lot of sort of rhetoric going around, um, particularly among Kevin McCarthy, saying that they want to re-examine and relook at what we're spending in Ukraine and mm-hmm. even threatening to withdraw support right. from Ukraine. I, there is the Republican talking point of like, what? why right. are we still spending so much money there? But what does that have to do with Sweden and Finland? Well, what they're saying is that this is going to antagonize the situation. This is going to, you know, this is setting us up and setting NATO up to bring us into an unnecessary war. And, you know, plenty of people on all sides have differing views of what our involvement in Ukraine should be. But I think um, to everybody's credit, I think everybody feels like the NATO alliance is very strong right now. So, Neither Republicans nor Democrats are necessarily trashing NATO. Right. Um, so it's really just like a negotiating tool for Erdogan. Yeah. And so a lot of people in Congress are really trying to, you know, step up their advocacy for making this happen. Which um, is what hasn't been any, tweet is about. Exactly. They haven't there hasn't been legislation like, you know, saying there's really no, nothing to legislate about it. It's really just using it as a kind of mm-hmm. political tool uh, to rally support, which I think will eventually be used in voting for additional funding, support, weaponry, et cetera, to Ukraine. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that the war is still unfolding and it seems like there's almost a double down now on Russia's part yeah. of like fighting this different war. So it's. I think it's going to be hard for the Republicans to kind of push back on this spending because I feel like Ukraine and sort of the country's efforts have captured people's hearts in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, is sort of hard to push back on. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe, you know, the Chris Pappas's of the world are just trying to keep it afloat and maybe they won't succeed but i don't know anthony what do you right. think enough blabbering yep. on our Anna, part. your 15 seconds are up yeah uh, yeah no i i i mean in these situations these dictators by the way hungary is run by victor or yeah orban some have said that he's like a mini putin although yeah he hasn't fully supported putin during this whole invasion of ukraine um but you know they're they're just trying to leverage what they can and mm-hmm. something like this, they're going to be able to get something out of it. And that's why these guys do it. They could care less right. about admitting new members. Anthony knows a thing or two about dictatorship. <laughs> Love it. And how.
Yeah. But He's no, just I mean, for it's... his future. <laughs> well, that actually might go great into my tweet. Oh, Ooh, okay. I'm all. Of, I'm really rocking the transitions today. So there's These no transitions. There's no killing. chance you guys get this. Oh my oh, god! Why okay. did you guys pick such hard ones? All right. So what? What I'm just gonna say it um, is uh, this: this young politician is retweeting what someone retweeted oh my god so this so their, is not their, their com- words their comment no their comment to oh. this was paul josar <laughs> oh i know supports trump more than our democracy example number 55 okay well i know what the tweet that they're retweeting is can i say and, what that and, is and this comes from a this was like very relevant to me because there's a personal story to this as well so yes okay oh wow interesting um well, I know that the tweet that they're referring to is the Paul Gosar, who is a very, very far right Republican from Arizona. I wouldn't even say retweeted. He screenshotted Trump's post or whatever they call it over there on Truth Social that the Constitution should be done away with because it did not uh, serve him yeah. in the 2020 election. And Paul Gosar literally tweeted something that basically was along the lines of like desperate times call for desperate measures essentially saying like well he's right like the election was so fraudulent that we should just like take this crazy step of getting rid of the constitution so that i know that that's what they're referring to but i guess it's a democrat obviously and while you're thinking i'll I'll read the line unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure Oh my god! No, that's good. Not laughable, that's but good. Yeah, I mean, look, he got the like, you know, the repetition down. Nice little slogan. Is it, um, Colin Allred? That was my other one. But no, uh, uh, at least I was reading. So while Michael thinks this is related to Trump talking about how there's been, you know, the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception with big tech companies. And then he calls out the Democratic Party. And then he says, the presidential election results of 2020 uh, should be declared wrong and the rightful winner. Or do we need a new election? <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Levin. Oh, this oh. is so sad for you, Michael, because it's your favorite guy. What? Who is, wait, who's Michael's favorite guy? Mitch McConnell. Seth <laughs> Moulton. Oh. oh. The Molt Man. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, wait, I, good, okay. That's a good Molten line right so there. So wait, Anthony, what does this have to do with your week? You said it was relevant, before you said it was relevant to your week. I guess Colin Allred because I knew that you were in Texas this week. So it wasn't obviously about Texas, but something else. But I was in Texas this week. You were in Texas. I was in the great state, great state of Texas. I love Texas. Um, I was in Midland. Never been in Midland before. Great Uh, country band, Midland. Fun facts: they actually uh, produce five percent of the world's oil production. Wow! Drill, baby, drill. But I was out at a (laughs) restaurant, and there was a large group of us, and we were crowding someone. So, uh, and it was Seth Moulton. It was one person eating by themselves. You just let him tell the story, Anna. And I turned around and I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I hope we're not crowding you. And he was like, oh, not at all. I'm just leaving. And uh, we just started talking. Coincidentally, we have the same jacket. So 
I was like, I have that jacket. So we start talking and then um, he was like, you know, I don't want to get into politics. Um, but uh, well, I was like, oh, well, like, what, you know, tell me, you know, what you're thinking, because I wanted to hear what he was thinking first. And uh, he had said DeSantis had come down to Midland. He met him. He was very impressed with uh, with DeSantis. But he goes, a lot of people don't know what I know. And there's something that's going to be coming out shortly. And I, I predict Donald Trump will be president before the next election. Wait, what? <laughs> so I bet him a steak dinner what? a year from now. Uh, uh. Who were you sitting down with like a also a, who a has CIA the same fa- who has the same fashion sense as you? I, I mean, Texas. I have pretty bad fashion sense. <laughs> it's really yeah, just all okay. blues and blacks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wait, um, what? But I was but like, so this is someone who it, believes that there was fraud and that Trump is going to rise. Oh my god! But I, I kind of told him I was con- like, I was like, with everything that just happened in the last election, like, you you wouldn't want to get behind DeSantis, which honestly is an easy, seems like a much easier way. layup. It's a layup, right. layup right. for the Republicans yeah. layup. than Trump. Like the but wow. he's still all in. Still Wait, all, this and he's like, he's like, yeah, I love, be- I love. You don't know what I know. You don't I know. know. What I was <laughs> like, this is wow. We just became a conspiracy podcast. I love yeah. this and. and I just honestly, I I thought all of that was kind of over with. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I was talking him for like ten minutes, and then I was like, "What <laughs> did you just say?" Can we get him? Can we get him on the podcast? We should. He gave me his. So this is the best part. He didn't have a business card. Like he was like, "Do you have a business card?" I was like, "Sure." Like so, I gave him my business card, and then he looks for one, doesn't have one. He's like, "I'm so sorry." I'll. I'll, I'll I'll call you. I said, great. Whatever. I'll mail you a business card. <laughs> Thirty minutes go by. He leaves. Thirty minutes go by in the dinner. He comes back and gives me his business oh. card. So he's obviously not under the age of fifty. No, no, no. And everyone's yeah. like, who, who, like, who's your new friend? What, what were you talking <laughs> to him about? Wait, that's incredible. I feel like that's oh, very that's Texas story. too. He's like. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get you a business. I mean, he's card, a man of his word. Back here. And like 30 minutes later, he's like, there's a snowstorm outside. You're right, yeah. but I came back with your business card. You know, he's yeah. a conspiracy <laughs> theorist, but yeah. he's a man of his word. Oh um my God. that's really interesting. I mean right. and this person was Seth Moulton or what was yeah, the that's literally I was like I was yeah, like, I mean, was I, Seth Moulton in Midland, Texas? I another like quick funny story of this just to share, like once again, five percent of the world's oil production is done. Yeah. Now. So it's very, yeah. it is very wealthy, but the town is honestly not built up. It's not fancy. I was talking to another guy as we were waiting for our table. He's like, you look like a lawyer. And I was like, the, oh, God. True, true. Anyone who's ever seen you. That statement. And as he was waiting for, I was like, what do you do? And he's like, uh, I own a ranch. About, and I was like, oh, great. Are you in oil? He's like, I'm a billionaire. And He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm in oil. I have about 600 wells. And I was like, oh my god, that feels like a lot. So then his food comes. He takes out a wad. It must have been at least five thousand in cash, <laughs> probably ten thousand. Pays it the hundred. Goes. Oh my god. Keep it, sweetie. 
And then oh, look, at no. look at his watch. It's diamond encrusted Rolex. <laughs> oh my God. And he was like, nice meeting you. Let me know next time you're down here. And I, was no, like, I mean, that's the guy that you should really be hanging out with. Not yeah. that the other guy just has like mediocre fashion sense and no business cards. This guy. Good question. <laughs> was the first guy Alex Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Close in, in 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 the way he looks, yeah. for sure. Oh, my for God. Sure. So his oh, jacket man. was maybe a few sizes bigger than yours, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's, I just yeah, thought I must that be was like, like a 52 suit coat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a very Rob interesting. No, totally. That's why I like to, to hear well, that. I, think, I was like. Oh. I feel like that's why it's so important to like go to other parts of the country, wherever you're yeah. from, to be exposed to new areas because I think that we a obviously live in our echo chambers but even if you are looking outside your echo chamber trying to sort of understand what else is out there trying to stay informed sometimes it's almost like impossible to really understand what people are thinking until you talk to them mm-hmm. and even like what this guy is saying like I don't know what is going on in his head like I hope that he's okay but like there's a lot of people, obviously, that still are thinking that way. And I think it's cool that you got to also have a, it seems like a normal conversation with him until he kind of revealed a little bit of his crazy because people are multifaceted. And I guess like their conspiracy theorism doesn't necessarily define them. Is that a kind thing to say? Perhaps. Um. No, but I think I've had that experience too, going to new places in the country that I wasn't previously familiar with. And I think that it's a very eye-opening experience. And I think that, you know, I feel like it seems like you obviously were friendly to these people. And I think that that's the most important thing is like approach people, have a conversation with them. Obviously, if they're shady to you, you don't need to continue. But like, you know, it's important to know who's out there because if you don't, then you're just going to be blindsided all the time when crazy stuff happens. Yeah, and also, like, how else would we get movie rights? You know, like this yeah, guy's I mean, got a story. We gotta write. We, we wanna... gotta write that guy's story. Oh my god, a sequel to Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. Great so film. I'll be going back to Midland soon. To yeah. I'll, hey, if you need a, a, a let's go companion, let me know. Uh, by the you way, this the... is the exact type of restaurant or place that we would go on a reunited. Was um, this? Oh, people don't know what that is, Anthony. You'd like teasing wow. something. Anthony's teasing a secret political playlist project. Wow, so. this is, he basically just told about the new Marvel movie. Um, we have something. Co- we have a very big surprise coming. We up cast soon. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, that's wild. Well, Brad Pitt I, plays me. Anna, you what? got a tweet for us. Brad Pitt plays me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, wait, real quick. Who plays? Who plays each of us in a movie? Uh, Morgan Freeman plays me. <laughs> It's based on the voice, okay? Yeah. Um, who plays me? I'll let you guys get. I'll get you. Let you guys pick and be mean. Um, Diane Weist. I was going to say yeah. Diane Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Anna is is I mean, not honestly, nearly kooky enough. I feel like Diane Keaton. A young shit. Diane Keaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a young. I'm Annie Hall. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well la di da. Um. Okay. Ready for my tweet? Yeah. Sure. Uh, here we go. Actually, it kind of uh, spins off of Anthony's story kind of well. Not as great at lead in, but we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, what breaking news are you going to drop on us tonight? 
another Senate election, another GOP loss. Maybe time for Senate GOP to change direction, craft a new agenda to, you know, appeal to voters. Just a thought. Mm, sassy. 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 I like it. God, it really feels like a, uh, it really feels like an AOC kind of tweet. No. You're never going to guess it. We've done it. Yeah. Is it, is it somebody who isn't normally sassy? No. Oh. Mm. Someone who, is, who isn't normally sassy. It is someone who is sassy. Oh. Okay. Is someone Elon Omar? No. But those are your guesses. Oh, man. This is hard. Nanner. Um, uh, you're literally going to lose your mind when I tell you who wrote this. Nanner Woman. Man or woman, give me one. I think it's a guy. Michael, give me a give me a guess, and then I'm going to tell you. Um, I oh god, I feel like it's, I feel like it's Eric Swalwell. Okay, are you ready for the real answer? Yeah, yeah. Give it to us. It's Josh Hawley. Wow. What? Wait, wait. I knew it was a guy. What? Josh Hawley. Yeah. Wow. Wait, wow. so he's saying the Republicans should change their team? Uh-huh. Oh, actually, I think I I maybe I'm, heard or I saw might need something. A second. He's been I know. He's been, Take uh, a moment. He, Take he's a been moment. sort of vocally saying the party needs like a big time rewrite. Yeah. I he's mean he's running for president. He's running dude, for president. Yeah, probably. Honestly, I think That's I think he move. would be a very But just think about it candidate. like literally 11 months ago, he was like fist in the air to the January 6th rioters. And now he's he's saying, oh, (laughs) big fister, big fist. And now he's saying, "Okay, we got to change direction. And not only is he he's not doing it in the Romney way, he's doing it in a sassy way where he's saying, like, we're why is everyone being so dumb? And my response is like, hate to break it to you, but you were like kind of on the dumb train. So, you know, but but. I, I mean, I just find this fascinating and I feel like it is an argument for people paying attention to these young politicians. I mean, like I would even throw DeSantis in that group a little bit, even though we don't cover him because he's not in Congress. But like this next generation of far right Republicans who has a political agenda of their own and a personal agenda of their own is they're not the Paul Gosars who are beating the Trump drum. They're right stepping in and they're seizing on this moment to basically rebrand, frankly, themselves. Like Josh Hawley doesn't give a shit about the Senate GOP. He cares about who he is to, like you said, probably run for president. But I honestly just like I saw this and I was like, whoa. And so he wrote an op-ed in The Washington Post, also wrote an op-ed in a liberal newspaper about this. And I just feel like The Washington Post is liberal. What? That's... democracy dies in darkness baby <laughs> um but honestly like if if you're listening to this and you like care at all about politics learn about josh hawley because i think that he i feel like people especially democrats are dismissive of him because they're like oh he's annoying like whatever he's like you know his questioning in the senate of democratic people is like often difficult to listen to because he's kind of mean but like this guy is potentially writing the playbook for how basically Trump's agenda can continue, but in like different clothing. Mm. 
I think. Right. Well, once again, as Anna said, if you're listening to this, Mrs. Kristoff um, should be something that you should pay a bit more. <laughs> My old mom play pay a bit more attention. <laughs> Number one listener. A number one, um, a big, number fan, one fan. big fan. No, but like, show. isn't that so? Thanks, I'm sorry, Mom. isn't it such a crazy tweet? Like, yeah, uh, honestly, we should have led with that. Yeah. Well, we're closing with it. It's the caboose. It's, it's the, the caboose. Yeah, we got a big wow. Caboose. What was that sound? What is the caboose, Mike Anna? Yeah, you want to do that again? And just make sure your microphone's on this time. Yeah, yeah. you little young Diane Keaton, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm just realizing Anna's sweater. Matches her wallpaper and also the like <laughs> fall foliage behind her. She I'm hasn't call- realized we're now in holiday season. I'm, I'm not on, still in like on mushrooms. I feel like you're still in <laughs> September, Anna. I'm a, yeah, I'm it's a the holiday story now. on my own. Well, yeah. I don't know. I I think this is so fascinating, and I think that for someone like Josh Hawley to be going after the Senate agenda is honestly just like. Oh my God! Did well, you see what I did to my eye? Yeah. Oh boy! I don't oh know boy. about you guys. I but forgot I'm that excited. I had mascara on, and I I'm just excited oh, wow. for this next session. Well, like, I, I'll say this... what I think is so interesting about Josh Hawley, and then I'll make a comment on the broader Republican Party. Is that I feel like there, after every election cycle, there, there's always this like, you know, thing among the Democratic Party where they're like. Dems in disarray, you right. know, and and they're they have infighting and they're like they don't know which direction. Do they go Bernie Sanders or do they go Joe Biden, you know, and all that. And like I feel like the Republicans for the first time in a long time are at a very serious crossroads politically in that totally. they kind of have to now decide where they're going to go as a party. And I think that for the first time, they're openly split. Usually, you know, they're so good at messaging and keeping everything, you know, the, all the infighting behind right, closed Anthony's, doors. Right, uh, Anthony's vertical integration is gone. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I feel like uh, you. I feel like it's going to be very interesting to watch, you know, what kind of Republican leadership emerges in the coming uh, well, weeks and months. I will just say as one last point on my end, what I find so interesting about this is that it's not so the Democrats, I feel like, always had the infighting between the progressive wing and the moderate people. Right, right. What I feel like is happening in the Republican Party is very different, which is there's the moderates or yeah. sort of, you know, the people who kind of are like, let's just move on and, you know, f- forget about Trump and understand yeah. that we have to cater more to the masses. But then there's like, the Hollies, who are very, very far right in their beliefs, in their right. policies, in the way that they approach government. And they're against the other far right people like the Matt Gates, who are like basically trying to do like performative comedy in right. the spirit of Trump. And so it's kind of just like this weird it's like a instead of it being sort of the two factions fighting like the Democrats were, which was sort of clear. It's this weird, like, soup of, like, extremism that I don't fully know what's going to happen, but I think this tweet makes it very clear that it is not just two buckets. There's very much at least three, I think. Right, right. When you said performative comedy, my (laughs) first thought was, I think I would pay, like, massive amounts of money, like, probably six figures, to see an interpretive dance by Matt Gates and Josh Hawley. 
I think you could probably get that to happen. Like like Lord of the Dance kind of I thing? I don't know. Like, like I, I just think it would be, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. That I danced for 10 minutes. Well, let's put that yeah. out there. If anyone is friends with Josh Hawley or Matt Gates and can convince them right. to join us for a dance, and I have we'll a, let them I have a, pick the song. I have a second thought. Why don't we get them to do it for free and put that hundred grand towards marketing this podcast? <laughs> uh, disclaimer, everyone: Anna does not have a black eye. It is mascara. Yeah, what is that? I What's can't believe it's a very lovely life. Really like yeah. it, this is boring because this is a podcast. But literally, like my eye itched, and I forgot that I was wearing mascara, so I just like rubbed the crap out of my eye, and it fully is oh like yeah a raccoon situation. I was like, did you punch yourself? Mid it looked like that. She yeah. just finished fil filming The Godfather. Being here just makes me punch myself. Just when you think you got out, they pull you right back in. Oh, God. So That's dark. a line from The Godfather. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, that's good. And on that note, cheers, everybody. We'll be back next week. As always, guests and tweets, making glasses. cocktails. We got some empty glasses here. Ding. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa.